0: it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play for your ticket stuff from any Astros game.
1: Casa Ole.
0: It's Lima time. Time, what's up? Hi, uh, it is. It is. It's time.
1: It's always time for Lima time. And guess uh, yeah. what? What happened today that uh, it makes it a better Lima time time than usual?
0: You, well, what what happened during uh, on recording days is what normally happens. Uh,
1: we, Most of the time, I don't know the percentages. What? It's six and two. Is that what two. it is now? Six is and that two. What, that's. I don't remember who. I think it was who I wish I could remember this off the top of my head who tweeted me this actually I'm going to do I'm looking it up right now just so I give credit uh, this is a terrible start to the show but I don't care <laughs> crane's brain he just tweeted in that you know it's no longer can be ignored it's th- I'm not even looking it up approaching high statistical significance yeah. that's beautiful tweet that's great
0: it's it's half At crane's half, brain half of the Astros wins this season have come on days that we've recorded No way is that depressing. And and saying that, that given that it's it's May, that's not necessary. And and how little we actually we we record a lot, I guess. Yeah, but but not we don't record as much as the Astros play.
1: And you see, and what's the problem with that is that the more this we brag about this, the more it's going to be called upon us to record more, and that's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So we could be directly blamed for the Astros failure, especially if our record just keeps climbing and it's like this just anomaly and we're not recording more, then it might feel a little pressure on it.
0: You know, if it was, if it was something where we did not have a set schedule, like we didn't, we'd, we'd, because like, we record every Sunday night, right? But if we if we did it like just randomly, like whenever, like if if I was so busy or if you were so busy that we just sort of fit it in wherever we could, and that's when they happen to win. Like it could just be that the Astros are pretty good on Sundays, and that's that's all there is to it. But I'd like to think that we have a little bit more value than that.
1: We'll have to dig deeper in. I don't. I know one of the wins is on the wrestling bonus episode. Which, if you listening, if you have not listened to our last bonus episode, I think it's. It's one that kind of stands up against time. It's yeah. Not, it's it's really broad and funny. It's not too uh, Astros weekly specific. Right. So it, it's kind of weird to go back and listen to like us review the the Yankees series and stuff. Yeah. But that that episode is not only my favorite, but I think it's a lot of people's favorite, and it we was... had a blast. And it's terrible, and it's awful, and I'm embarrassed, but I love it.
0: <laughs> my, I, I was I've listened to it a couple. I I normally listen. I
1: have too, and that's. I've, we're, I'm listening to myself is one of the things I'm really against, and I listened to that episode twice. I think, yeah, and laughed equally as hard each time.
0: I'll listen just to make sure, like if there's and I'd, I don't edit much, but if if there's a part that I edited, I'll I'll listen to make sure that 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 the, that the transition's smooth or that the editing went well, or I'll listen to the sound quality. But I'll typically listen to a good majority of it once. Like I'll listen to this one tomorrow morning and just kind of see if i liked it i've listened to that Wesling win at least twice maybe three times and i think what my favorite part about my role in that was i basically just let you two go
1: <laughs> you, you did you just sat back
0: there's which no is, it's, which is fine at some point there's a, there's a too many cooks feel feel to it so too many chiefs and not enough squaws if that's not that's one of the that's a pretty horrific. Yeah. No,
1: there was some there was some good back and forth conversation. When we settled things down, now when we started riffing jokes and stuff, that's when it gets, it gets out of hand. Yeah, but but we, we settled we reeled it back in a few times. I think
0: we did, and it, it started off when Wesley took his belt off and started whipping the bed. That's when that's when I knew. All right, I this. thought
1: we were in trouble at that point. I was like, <laughs> "We're this is bad," <laughs> but we won, and they've been winning technically.
0: Technically they're four and since, three.
1: Since then, four and three. So that is winning.
0: Four and three on this homestand. So. Not the
1: greatest, not what I wanted, but I can't com- I mean, I can't really complain.
0: But we can find a few things to complain
1: about. We will, and we we are absolutely gonna do that. Um, before we do that, of course, this episode is brought to you by Bravado Spice. Go to bravadospice.com, buy all of their hot sauces. They're all wonderful. They, they really are. They really are. And they all bring something different. And they do all these cool. If you're in the city of Houston, they do all these cool pop-up shows and uh, where they cook in the kitchen and stuff at Eighth Wonder Brewery. They did a Cinco de Mayo thing at Royal Oak where they just made tacos with their sauce for everybody. So like, check out their website and their social media accounts and find out where they are. They're the best. They rule. That's nothing different.
0: There was and let's let's get into it. Well, there was a, a quick bravado spice story. Yeah. There was uh, I was using the. Uh... I make eggs uh, fairly often in the morning, and um, I like to I like to whip the eggs in a mug before you know, like if I'm making an omelet. But right. I like to put hot sauce in while I'm like whipping the eggs so that it's like all in there. But I forg I temporarily forgot because I've been a Cholula guy up until I discovered Bravado Spice. But and the the opening to the Bravado Spice bottle is a lot wider than the Cholula bottle. Oh, and I yeah. dumped like maybe it was a significant portion of the ghost pepper and blueberry. It's, uh, but
1: it's not that. Sp- did it, was it
0: was too much? It w well, judging from the fact that I ran to the bathroom. You know, three to four hours later, uh, <laughs> it was a little much. But it didn't taste bad. That's the but thing. So that's, I,
1: that, well, that was my point. That yeah, it's not. It it's you. People get scared off by the ghost pepper, but it's actually not it's that not, bad. It's really that, good. Yeah.
0: So anyway, thank you, Bravado Spice, for sponsoring Yeah, Lima know, time time. I've
1: worn your shirt like seven times without washing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is Patrick McCullen I am James Yasko, your co-host. We we are running. Uh, we we don't have a third. We we had we had Flores. We had uh, Westling. Uh, Wesling is once again the, the man about sea. Uh, he's got his sea legs under him. So he was
1: in Maine or some shit. I don't know. What? He's always he pops up in different places and then he's on a boat for a while. There's no telling where he is.
0: <laughs> he might be in your back. He might be in somebody's backyard, like a listener's. If backyard. you
1: live in the ocean.
0: Right. Well, yeah, yeah. He could be in your stateroom just hanging out.
1: But yeah, that was fun. So it's going it's to be cool to have him sporadically pop in yeah. and then just change the tone of the show Absolutely. altogether. That's what I like about it. It was just a totally different feel to the show, it, and it was great.
0: It really was. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to having him back. Uh, what So what are, what? are your thoughts over the past week?
1: Um, more missed chances to win. Yeah. But better execution, and I did see an improvement. There were multiple chances to win, at least in the Seattle series. That Minnesota game that Keiko lost was bad, but that's that's the only bad outing off the top of my head, if I'm, unless I'm missing one.
0: You know, I've I've been curious. We,
1: what was the first Seattle game? I, that that one's eluding me right now. Oh,
0: crap. I had all these, like, I had... No, uh,
1: I know. I we. Should, I know I'm asking you, and we both should have be prepared. Um, I think that's the only one I didn't watch all the way through.
0: Let's see. It was Thursday. That was the uh, 6-3. Oh, that was where Gregerson gave up the... Yeah, so see,
1: we were in all these games. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the Saturday night hurt. Last night hurt. Um...
0: So the Mariners, the Mariners won, the two games that they won, they won in the top half of the last inning. That's the ninth. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So see, that these were, this was a sweepable series, which makes it hurt a little bit more. Yeah. But definitely a winnable series, uh, considering what happened last night. And, you know, if you want to start there, last night was so many different things. Yeah. You got, a, you got Keuchel on the mound. At home, again. Pitched well enough to win, in my opinion. He he started off shaky, and done, but he he's done that forever, and I I I think he has at least. He's a settle in guy, or at least I, maybe I'm mis misremembering, but I've seen him have a few starts like that at least last year, yeah, where he would give up one or two solo shots just like that, but then the team would hit and he'd win,
0: yeah. And you know the both of his starts you know his start on uh, on monday that first game of the twin series where that kid uh, Barrios was making like his second career start i've i've always been curious cuz it always seems like if there is a team that the the that the astros have that he's made either making his debut or close to it or the astros have never seen him before there's a pretty good chance they're going to get dominated why is that? i hate that so much it's true too and 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 barrios pitched Pretty well, and Keikel started out well. First three innings, he was cruising, and then well, that was the the that fourth inning was like when he threw like forty seven pitches and and gave up three. Right. We were walking dudes left and right, and 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 that's just like the the
1: the walks are concerning that's, to the me. The walks are killing us because it seems like every time somebody walks, another guy comes through behind them, and we're either behind or that gets them back in the game. It just, it happens. It's happening way too much from literally every pitcher.
0: Yeah. And, and especially with Keiko, and I, and it seems like he is like, I, what I remember about Monday's game where he got sort of lit up and, and didn't, didn't last terribly long was he was not. And that was the game where like the twins catcher got thrown out for arguing about the strike zone. Like that was a pretty in, that was a pretty tight strike zone and, and he's, he's missing, he's not missing by much, but he's still missing. And, right. and I don't think, and I, I think that there's been an adjustment period or the, the, the two, what what I'm afraid of is that 2015 was like the league not buying that Keichel was a Cy Young type of pitcher. But now that he's won the Cy Young, like there, there's been a little bit, not that I think that teams wouldn't, would just kind of roll in with no game plan on facing you know, a starting pitcher in Major but League Baseball.
1: But there's more emphasis put on it now. There's a little bit
0: more emphasis. And and he
1: doesn't have the dominating stuff to over, overcompensate. If he didn't hit his spots, I mean, Greg Maddox would get lit up if he didn't hit his spots. But right. he could be dominating when he does. So, I mean, it's not like he can't be dominating. But if he's just a little bit off... He can get killed.
0: He's going to get killed. And you know, last night was was you know the the two runs, all three Mariners runs came on solo home runs, but seven innings, eight hits, eight strikeouts, one walk. That was good.
1: No, that, yeah, That was very good. And and that the behind the plate um, umpire was not the best.
0: Yeah, and that's sort of been. It, it seems like he's. He's not getting the calls, and not that you treat. I don't know. Well, nobody was
1: Saturday night, last night,
0: and that was that was sort of how it was on Monday, uh, as well. So, so I don't know. I don't know what it but, is. But
1: but you know what? It's it's funny that I'm I'm saying I'm complaining about the umpires now, and I was on Twitter last night, not arguing for the umpire. I was just kind of saying, if a co- if a pitch is close, you've been taught since little league, you gotta fucking swing. Yeah. And, it, yes, they have to do their job, and I agree that a ball is a ball. But if that's close enough to call, you have to – got to hit it. You've got to you gotta re- take a hack at it. That's just what you do.
0: You have to react to how the game is being called by the umpire.
1: And I, and, and, and I think that's a big part of it. I think that the Astros hitters – he was being consistent, consistently bad, but consistent <laughs> – with that, especially with that low strike, um, there were some really suspect calls. Do not get me wrong; I'm mad about it, but the players have to adjust, and that's part of being a more mature team. And and I, I like I liked Gomez getting upset. Yeah. And nobody else did. Everybody's using that as more ammo against him. Well, G- G- Gomez is he
0: he whatever his action is, he's going to confirm whatever your whatever your belief about him is.
1: That's so true. He's, he's, he is very, very polarizing, and I don't think anybody, whether you like him or not, can sit here and say that he's playing well. He's playing terrible. Yeah. That's 100% accurate. I will not argue for him. But, I mean, people are like, oh, who's worse? You know, Marisnik or Gomez? I'm taking Gomez literally every time.
0: Uh, Marisnik is hitting 063.
1: Marisnik is a never-proven major league hitter. Gomez was an all-star once, and that was two years removed after an injury. So I don't know what's wrong with him. And I know we, we talk about him every week, but it's it's a big problem because I I feel like he's a big piece into tying it all in together, the kind of bridging the the top of the lineup with the back of the lineup. And uh he's really important. And if he just hit if he just was half of what he was in Milwaukee before he came here, before the injury. Yeah. In his good years, shit, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a different story. So he needs to, and I think you know the I, he had sort of a down year. Even even before the trade, he was having kind yeah. of a down year. He was, but I think the Astros were betting on him returning to form, and it, as of right now, they they bet wrong. Like that that hasn't for sure. And and I you know what I keep going back to is remember the Mets almost traded for Gomez, and and then pulled out because of. Either
1: sketching They didn't ma- like the injury. They didn't we, like the injury. We, we were willing to bet on it. We took. We rolled the dice.
0: Yeah, but and so by missing out on Gomez, they went and got Cespedes. And I keep wondering, like, had that trade gone through with Gomez to the Mets, would the Astros have then been on Cespedes, and how I, much
1: different? I was under the impression that that they already that Cespedes was priority, and that they couldn't come to a deal that they wanted too much for him. But I'm, I could be completely making that up. Because that, that, I think they've gone for Cespedes before. So I don't know if I'm remembering the previous time. Cespedes has been a target.
0: Yeah. But I, how much different would this team look right now? Cause they, and, and the thing about Cespedes is that the Mets had to re-sign. He was a free agent after last season. And there's no guarantee that, that if the Astros had traded for Cespedes, then he, he would have re-signed in Houston.
1: Right, it could have been another Beltron situation. Wait, right. People would not be happy, but they're not happy now. So <laughs> yeah, what does it
0: matter? No different uh, than what is currently happening. So it, it's an interesting thing. Like, what if, you know, if, if the Astros had re-signed Cespedes... If, if basically what Cespedes did with the Mets is what he did in Houston, how much different would things look now? I don't, and I either, don't know. I, don't I really any, don't even
1: want to talk about it, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah,
0: I don't either. Screw that. Um, <laughs> now, did you... So but I want to get back to Keichel, but now that we're talking about Gomez... Do you have any thoughts on on the on Brian Smith's column uh, that came out? What was it, Wednesday or Thursday? Oh I, my god, I can't remember which one. Where where basically Smith kind of ripped Gomez, and Gomez admitted, "Yeah, haven't been playing well." But he threw in this re- re- kind of a weird quote about, "Well, the fans are angry, and and if they were basically if they were any good, then they'd be playing, and they're not, so that's why they're just fans," which is valid. I, I would I would be a terrible major league baseball player but but the 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 firestorm that sort of came out was about how Smith he,
1: quote, he quoted him verbatim
0: yeah, I quoted him verbatim and didn't that's
1: that's a that's a fucking no go man i I'm no professional journalist by any means, but i I took enough journalism classes to know that you no matter who it is, you clean up the quote uh even if it's somebody who speaks English as their native language right you clean up the quote he. He made him look stupid. I think he did it on purpose. I. So, you, so you think it was? I mean, I, I, I agree. Like, when, I, when else has when else has he ever been quoted like that? Ever, and it's just out of nowhere. He scathes him in this article and then quotes him vermato makes makes him look like he's an idiot. And it's his <laughs> second language. Right. He's speaking- and he was being open about stuff. Yeah, he said th- that one thing. But he was saying, like, I understand why people are disappointed in me. I'm disappointed in me. Yeah. I thought he was being very candid and open about how upset he is about his play. It was a pretty stand-up th- interview. It was a low blow. I- it was uncalled for. And then he even – he was even classy with his attacks on Twitter. Yes. I, I-, I just – I think people should just give him a little bit more credit. He's not, It's not like he's trying to be bad, right? It, this isn't.
0: Is not I, a long. I don't time. understand. Oh, he
1: sucks. He's the worst. He doesn't need to be. Somebody said that he doesn't need to be arguing when he's playing this bad. Like he should keep his mouth shut. Like what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Yeah. I, I love that he stuck up for his teammate, and he went overboard and should not have got thrown out that late in a close game like that. So I'm not defending. I'm kind of on both sides of the fence on that. Because I think you could say a few things and still stay in the game if you're just kind of play that cool a little bit. Yeah. Because he flipped out. Yeah, he did. I don't, I don't know what was said back. I don't know if umpires have their guys back like players do, which I'm assuming they do.
0: Yeah, I would imagine so.
1: Um, But he had to be. I, I still haven't seen what exactly was said, but he had to be saying something about, like, what's your boy doing behind the plate? Honestly, there had to be something to it. Yeah. But, yeah. and hench did it earlier I just like seeing some fire whether it was good or not it wasn't it wasn't fight club
0: Astros but it was it was as much fire as I have seen from this team in the last year and a half
1: yeah and from hench too like just going out there and like getting his money's worth after he got wrung from the dugout yeah and uh I mean hell even uh today Springer was cursing in the dugout after he had the con you i know you didn't watch the game but I didn't he had, a con- a- he had a a contact fallout, and so he called time out and got the supposedly got it fixed, and then went back into the box and was it was a close count, a full count, I think it was a full count, and he was saying to a dugout, he, he's like, I can't see, I can't see, and then the guy throws a pitch a foot off the plate, and they ring him up, <laughs> and and he was just in the dugout just. Cursing up a storm, you know, he, he, but he couldn't see and couldn't call timeout again. I guess he could have, but I don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah, I don't know. But they're fru- they're frustrated. They're, they're frustrated. definitely
0: frustrated. And and I think Gomez has a right is is terrible as terrible as as Gomez has been lately. Uh, and and you could make an argument that with the exception of a few weeks, you know, in late August, early September. As terrible as he's been as an astro, like nobody deserves to get treated like that. Like you said, you're not a professional journalist. Uh, you're you're a comedian and a writer. Like I'm a blogger. Like I am. There, there's not even a totem pole that I'm on as far as professional writing goes. No, but you
1: still write. That you're you understand that there's ethics to it, and you just wouldn't. You wouldn't. Would you ever do that?
0: Absolutely not. Unless, I wouldn't
1: even do it in jest. It's just fucked up. It's yeah. Just it's it was and. I just think it was on purpose, and it was a low blow, and I don't, I don't know what the deal was with that. I know that Brian T. Smith, a very, uh, also another polarizing figure in the Houston sports, yeah, yeah. For some of his articles, people aren't the biggest fans of him to begin with.
0: Yeah, but I haven't seen, I haven't seen any any sort of response from the Chronicle about, a, or or him, you know, in in the in well, because he
1: he he did it, and this you what you can't do anything he quoted him so it's like it's like in this little sweet spot where he's protected and he knew what he was doing yeah you can't really reprimand somebody for directly quoting him but it's understood it's like it's one of those like rules of baseball it's understood you fucking clean up the quote no matter what especially for somebody who doesn't native doesn't speak the native tongue and it's a second language and he's just trying to get a point across and, and, and giving you good stuff
0: yeah, giving you good with.
1: stuff for your your column, like dude, that's fucked up. I but, I was upset by it, and I'm usually not upset by stuff like that.
0: It reminded me, and I, I'm I'm working on like a a long term writing project that has nothing to do with baseball or the Astros, but I'm reading for I'm reading a lot of newspapers from 1833. So spoiler alert, if you you know,
1: my favorite year.
0: <laughs> but it reminds me of the way that like newspapers would quote like. Like African Americans. Yep. And that's what it was like. And and, and do it phonetically to make them look dumb. Like that's that's what it that's what it reminded me of. So
1: Yeah, and that's why and that's exactly what he was doing.
0: Piss off Brian Smith.
1: Not messed cool. up, just totally messed up.
0: So are you worried about Keichel? No. Okay. Because uh, the, the, there are things that are concerning to me. The, the walks are concerned. His walks have almost doubled, almost doubled from last year to this year. Through And, again, we're talking about seven starts. But he's walked more dudes this – he's had more, like, four-plus walk games this year than he had in all of 2015 yeah. already. But, but And his strikeouts are down about half a strikeout per nine innings. His groundouts are down like 5% like last year had a 61.7% ground ground out rate or ground ball rate this year it's 56.5 uh okay. percent so it, so it's down and that's a that's a it's correctable but it's fairly significant you know as far as the number and it's because he's giving up you know a a few more homers but but all those peripheral stats indicate that he is just a really unlucky dude like his BABIP is up from 269 last year to 344 which that is a massive massive jump that you have to figure with basically two years of success under his belt because 14 was pretty good 15 was lights out but that's got to correct itself downward. He might not end the season at 269 like he did last year, but that's got to come down. But
1: and it, I think it will. And, you know, uh, Nolan Ryan was on the radio here uh, sometime last week, and I don't remember what show, or I'd give them credit. But the, the, the post question was, was he concerned that his velocity was down? a mile per hour or two. Uh-huh. I think it was 1.8 or something was the right number. Something where it was significant enough when you don't throw that hard. Yeah. So And Nolan Ryan was unequivocally said no. Huh. That his mechanics are a little bit off and that he's pressing and that he's just slightly off and that he, Nolan Ryan wasn't worried a bit. And granted, there could be some PR there, That, but as Nolan Ryan is kind of a straight shooter and yeah. as a pitcher, the weight, if you would have heard what I heard he just had kind of a uh, bravado, if you will, to the way he, uh, to answer the question, just like, no, it'll be fine. But I, I, I completely understand with the walks being doubled, where you put your alert on. I, I think he's earned the right to where, okay. Get
0: your crap together.
1: And get that's, your crap together, bro. And but it. I th- I think it's worth noting.
0: He's not throwing as many strikes, and that could be because he's getting squeezed or he's trying to nibble. Uh or, I think he has
1: been squeezed the last two starts but there's five other ones so that that only goes so far.
0: Yeah, that's true. His uh his ERA is sitting at 4.7 which is uh. not good at all. Uh-uh. But but it's like the on Fangraphs they have like the fielding independent pitching and and basically if you're if you're FIP or FIP or whatever it is and xFIP are lower than your e r a it shows that you 're being pretty that you 're getting unlucky and his his fip is like three point five three so so there 's some luck and, and a lot of that has to do with the Babbitt um coming into play but the thing that I was looking at this afternoon in between showings of Frozen in our living room uh, was <laughs> yeah. that that opponents hit again it, it Keuchel starts sinker heavy. He's basically the first time through the order, he throws a lot of sinkers, and then he switch. He he kind of transitions a little bit. More. He he comes. He goes away from the sinker the later it gets in the game, and and switches it up with the slider and cutter coming in against his his sinker in 2015. Opponents were hitting 233, which is great. But this year against his sinker, opponents are hitting 329. Wow! Like that's a that's almost a hundred point difference in in. Keuchel's most used pitch getting tattooed as opposed to getting a lot of swings and misses.
1: Well, I think that goes back to your point of teams keying in on that. And if you're, if you're finding these numbers out and if he does have some sort of tell or trend to how he pitches, he's getting, he's getting hit early. Yeah. So maybe that, I mean, if you you can figure it out and no offense to you, the best scouts in the baseball can be like, Hey,
0: yeah, no, all They're, three. He's all,
1: throwing this pitch early on. Look for the sinker. Be ready. And for it. if it's a hittable pitch, hit it. Yeah. Fuck.
0: Yeah, might as well. And and all, all three. I was a, he's given up three home runs this year, something like that. Um, were
1: they all three? The only three were in that one game.
0: No, he had two last night, and then I think he. Oh, gave yeah, up. Oh, yeah, two last. Night. I thought he had three last night. No, Sip gave up that. Uh, yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. He had two. So he had two solo, and then
0: that top of the tenth bomb that yeah, yeah, yeah. gave up, but they've all come on like the first pitch of the at-bat all of like every i think i want to say it sounds weird now that i say it out loud so i hope i'm right but but from what i was looking at today it looked like all three of the home runs or that keichel's given up were on the first pitch of the at-bat and so the hitters are just being more aggressive and, and and that's
1: what you do to on dominating pitchers you swing more and you go after them early so they don't get you in their favorable counts and right. take advantage of you because great pitchers will put you away once they got you one and two zero and two yeah. So that's he should be expecting that. So he needs to adjust, and I think that's just something that him and the coaches need to to work out. Yeah. But uh, I'm not I'm not worried about him in general. I just and he needs run support too. So there's a lot different. There's a much different tone. If he wins last night's start, if they just hit and scored a few runs and he comes out with a win there. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it's still a talking point and it's still worth talking about, but it's just a different tone than losing two on a home stand, which is worst case scenario.
0: Yeah, which that, doesn't happen. That, for... three,
1: that two of the three losses are Keichel starts at home. Like, are you fucking kidding me?
0: Right, that's just not fair. No. So... Keeping in with the rotation, Lance McCullers will apparently rejoin the team in Boston
1: this week or this coming weekend. So Thank God, he's looked good, and I've been following his his stats. He's he's looked pretty good.
0: So my question is, who does he replace? <laughs> that's a that's a good one because they've. Um, I mean, Davinsky was solid in his second start.
1: I, I feel like yeah, and I feel like you can't. Maybe Davinsky hasn't earned it, and. Just based on seniority, he places. He replaces him, and then do because you-, you can't replace. You can't replace fires. You can't. Re- I mean, you I- signed Fister to come on. I mean, you can.
0: Fister, Fister has been has been pretty damn good in his last couple of starts.
1: So maybe you, it's either fires or Davinsky.
0: Because we're getting to the point w- where what I think happens is that whoever gets bumped from the rotation goes to the bullpen, but the bullpen's pretty crowded. So, so you're talking about like pretty significant re- reshuffling. It's not
1: like you, you, the, have, you, you have to because yeah, I was talking about that with somebody on Twitter too. Like we're just we're running out of spaces. So, you, and
0: it's not like it's 2013 where whatever you're not going to be in the majors in a couple of years, so we're just going to burn your option and you're well, just going to get is, sent down. Is,
1: is Feliz still up?
0: I think he got sent
1: back. See, I thought he was still up. Okay, so I've
0: been less in tune with the Astros this weekend. Than yeah, I have. yeah,
1: I have too, and which is unfortunate for us having a show.
0: Um, <laughs> we have lives,
1: <laughs> right? They, uh, I, I, I think they go to a, a shuffle back and forth type method for a while until it settles in. Because I can, you know, see- kind of somebody, come out of, uh you know, Feldman or somebody pitches long relief. Send them down for a few days, like they did with Feliz, and then kind of do it that way. I, I don't know. I really don't know because they got they they need to figure it out. I they could, have to have a plan because McCullers has already always been coming back, so they had something in place. Yeah, Micus is he replaces Davinsky, and Davinsky goes back to the bullpen.
0: And then, but, but the, I
1: don't think he deserves it. I'd like to see him get a couple more starts, personally. But
0: I'd like to see him get more starts. But I but at this point, now you're wondering, like, okay, so you've already got feldman shipped to the bullpen right so is it do they do something major with nishieck or do they do something major with giles who i it's it's a really i there's i don't know I, and i'm i'm going to guess that, that that this conversation is going to be had a lot in the astros front office over the course of the next 5 it's days it's
1: tough it's seriously tough
0: like would you send giles down
1: I would, but it would be a very delicate send down. It would be along the lines of Evan Gaddis going down to practice catching.
0: That's a. R- I want to talk about that. That's 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 a, that took me by surprise.
1: It, well, I mean, it, it shouldn't. We've, we we prophesized it. We kind of talked about it.
0: Yeah, but still, it's just proof of the power well, of. Look, have time you time.
1: looked at the production at Catcher? I don't know if we've ever talked about this before at Catcher. At all, I don't think we've even mentioned the catchers. That <laughs> no, either of them. Have we ever talked about either of these guys? I don't think we have.
0: Um, Jason the Castro is not
1: great. Has never plate. come
0: up,
1: and not that Gaddis is the savior and and of anything, but he gives you a chance. I would much rather have Gaddis up with a chance of of him catching one, but I, I, he doesn't give me much confidence lately either. So I don't. No, that I think they're just they're just covering their bases and saying hey, let's this is it's not it's worth a shot. Are they are they trying
0: to build trade value for Gaddis? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Because I mean, he's not I mean, because sending him to Double A to work on his catching is a pretty convenient way to get him out of the lineup for for ten days. Because that's how you you get option to the miners. You have to right,
1: or they're legitimately doing that.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, the Hinch always Hinch said he wanted to get him into a game situation, and it it even in a game that the Astros were up sixteen to four, he it didn't happen, um,
1: which was kind of odd. So that kind of leans me towards. I, I think they're they're probably. I mean, they could be doing both. Yeah, you could be helping the ball club and still creating value for them for for moves, you know, towards the trade deadline.
0: Could be it's just a, and then Stassi, you know, who was supposed to start out the season, you know, is sort of Castro's backup. He's he was activated from the disabled list, but but sent to Fresno, or, or he didn't get sent there. He stayed. He was with right. Fresno he, anyway. He was with Fresno, right? So that means Kratz is now the backup. Catcher for the foreseeable future, and I don't know I don't know how I feel
1: about that. Like No, you do know how you feel about that. It's not good.
0: No, yeah, I hate it. I know exactly how I feel. But
1: it's just not good. There's just no production. And you can't you just And and I know it's typically a low production spot, but we're getting zero production. And yeah, Castor had that little glimmer of, of 12, hits here and there, but he's still terrible. I mean, he's just not good.
0: He had a twelve hundred OPS this week. That's great. <laughs> but uh, That's great. As as
1: solid I will give him credit. He that was great.
0: As as massive as his week was, his overall OPS is still 677. So, okay. that tells you how bad how bad right. things were before this last week. But he says he simplified his swing when the last time the Astros played Seattle in Seattle and now maybe it's paying dividends. I don't know. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I would love it to. If you guys think I like hating anybody, I do not. I want. Yeah, I'm a fan of this team. I want them to win. I. It's just, I've seen too much. I've seen too much. <laughs> And I'll be just as mean to Gaddis if he's up here catching. Even though Gaddis would come up as a backup catcher, it's not like he's going to come up here and start. At, so it's going to be weird. It's just weird. It's just weird, right? And so,
0: and the, like, like of all the things, like
1: what, like what are they doing? I don't. I really don't know. I know. I know we threw it out there before, but I didn't really put it in perspective as an actuality. And now that it's kind of happening, I'm like, wait, what are they really doing?
0: Yeah, I think that of of all the question marks and. and there, I didn't have a lot of questions about. I wondered like if the Astros had done enough for the rotation, but I I was also counting on a healthy McCullers, and but, but of all the th- and I think the Astros were prepared for. And we can with hindsight, you can look back and say, no, they really haven't done. They didn't do as much. As maybe we thought, because of having Velasquez in the, I don't want to key, I don't want to beat that Giles trade to death, which I feel like I was about to do. It's it's still early on that it is, but but I feel like like the Astros were completely unprepared for Max Stassi getting hurt in spring training. That's what it looks like, and they're they're just doing whatever they can to try to stay above water behind the plate.
1: That yeah.
0: This isn't funny. This is sad. This is
1: no. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it really does. Um, hey, it, because it's it's like a perfect storm of just so, so many different things all coming together at the same time, and and they're not playing well. So these aren't excuses by any means. But it's just, do I don't that, know, man. It's 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 getting to be too much.
0: It's too, it's a little too much. Do you do you think that the Astros will actually do anything? To change the team, or do you think that they're just going to hope that that they're going to stick to their they're going to stick to their plan and and the Astros and and play the way they're going to be given the chance to play themselves out of this?
1: I think. Well, I think that depends on how they play to the All Star break. So you if think the, if if you're sitting around if you're sitting around five hundred close. You may be buyers, and you may be going after. They may, they may get aggressive and go after. You. I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen what Luno is gonna. What what we saw a little bit of it last year, but I really don't know with a winning team or a supposed winning team or a team trying to go after it what their approach is. Well, the same with Jim Crane. We've talked about this before, so I, I don't know. The the trade. It, it depends on what they're doing. I I I think they stay pat if they remain this bad.
0: Because you've got a guy like Joe Musgrove at, at A who has, like, a, a 0.34 ERA. I, I think
1: that is a likely – I think he – and I talked about this on Twitter as well. I, I think he's on his way up. He
0: has – I mean, it, at least – They send him, have
1: to give him a look. They, ha- they have to. He's been unhittable.
0: At least send him to Fresno. Like, do don't just – I mean, I'm sure it's cool playing, like, video game pitching as far as, as what McG- Musgrove's doing. Like, he went into the player editor – uh, right, on, him, he's on himself, all and he's all ninety nine. He's like JJ Watt, um, cranked up to eleven. You know, is yeah, so cheap, unfair. Got to do something with him. But but again, it comes back to if if you bring somebody up, you are sending you are either sending down or getting rid of a a, a player who is at least shown productivity. It's like and at keep, some
1: point, at some point, yeah. And yeah, and that's that's kind of the annoying thing that I'm getting frustrated with is how you can make a case for almost everybody on the roster except Kratz and Castro. Uh, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, you can make a case. So it's not like in, in normal seasons you're just like, oh yeah, bye, whoever. Yeah. Well, in, oh, in, okay, in, I'll see you later. Okay, have fun down the mine. It was obvious. It's either a young guy, or you could literally tell who's going down, who's coming up. You could call it, but I really don't know. I may, but I the, but they have to they have to do something. You unless you're just gonna unless you're just gonna sit there and play the season out and not bring guys up. It's, and that's just stupid.
0: Yeah, so you've got a guy like like Luis Valbuena who hit the home run. Um,
1: he hasn't done anything in a long time. I, I'm I'm done with him. So sure he's a great guy, but that's not. I mean, is that that's not minor league? That's release type stuff. That would be yeah. That would be release and eat. What is he making? Like six and a quarter
0: million. See that sucks. So you're eating four million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So see that's. But do you do you flip Valbuena and Marwin and and Marwin's been hitting better lately. Do you do you move Marwin Gonzalez to third base and let him start there?
1: I'm not against it. I, I do think that Marwin kind of thrives in that utility Billy Spires type pop-up and produce role. Uh-huh. I think that's – and I think he's valuable there because not many people can pop up. Off the bench at any time and spot start and play different positions and hit in different places. Yeah. So I think that's valuable to have him on the bench to do that. But at the same time, he's proven himself. We know he can play the field, and he's it's worth us. It's worth throwing out there, man.
0: Because and you and I were kind of talking about this briefly
1: before. I think he's more valuable than Valbuena,
0: don't you? It, well, yeah. Productive productivity wise. Productivity I, I, wise, yes. And, and I, then what the fuck? So, but I'm, i and I guess what you could do is have Marwin take the majority of third base starts, and on the on the days where you're trying to give days off, which I want to come back to that as well because you and I had a, had an interesting conversation last night, um, that that if if you're trying you want to give Altuve a day off or Correa a day off or Tyler White or whoever's playing first base, then you, you flip it. You can put Marwin at that spot and let Valbuena right. take over.
1: And leave him in the same batting spot if he's got a groove, and then you could that you could use him that way. Yeah, that 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 sounds good to me.
0: I'm just tired of Valbuena, and I know he hit the home run in the top of the or was it the bottom of the ninth last night? That was night.
1: it. That's but literally the only thing he's ever done.
0: He has a 548 OPS. Like that's ba- that's real that's that's bad.
1: Like he doesn't even make contact half the time, and he and he hasn't since whenever of last year. So it, this is not. This is a year long slump. and, and, yeah, and teams, I'm just as mad at him as I am Castro. Teams in the Astros. But he's Astros, not calling the games. So right. he has no value to me. <laughs> T-
0: and, and, yeah, teams that are in the Astros position, you can't ride a 548 OPS from third base for, nope. for too long. No, no, no. I mean, no. Three years ago, maybe the Astros would be willing to give it a shot but, and, and just see what happens, but not when the city and the fan base are expecting a playoff run.
1: See, and I, and, I, and this goes back to the the thing I said. I, I think that they, last year, fluke is not the right word, but I think everything came together just right, just a little early. Yeah. And the team was not prepared to be competing this year for a pennant with the same guy. It, it just is a little, everything shifted up, and I don't think they were ready for that. And so, I, I, I don't know. I don't so, think it's their ideal lineup to go for a pennant run, but you can't. Change crap when you just had the Royals on the ropes, you know, and you d- did go to the playoffs. Yeah. So I think they were put in kind of a weird position. So did they? That's just my take on it, and that's just a opinion. I, I don't know.
0: Did the Astros panic then in trading for Casimir and Gomez and Fires?
1: I wouldn't call it panic, but I think that they were like, "Whoa," and maybe they were more aggressive than they maybe should have been. Okay. I'd agree with that. I I, I like them. I did. I had no problems with the moves at the time because I was in that same position too. Because because I've been watching three years of hell. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, but you know, hindsight's always 20 Always twenty twenty. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember thinking. I remember tweeting like when it. It's not like I can remember exactly. I can't remember exactly where I was when the Astros traded for Scott Kazmir. I don't. I don't. Right. Yeah. You shouldn't. You should not know that. Depressing. Um. Mainly because I was teaching summer school, and I all the all the cool kids. Yeah, I told them I was like, "Y'all are just gonna have to hang on for a second. I got to look at something," and, and I, I delayed the start of class uh, coming back from lunch. But I, you know, the 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 Casimir trade did not work. I remember thinking like, "I like the idea of the trade, but I think, that's what I, that's exactly how I felt. I think the they gave up too much for what they for what they got." And especially with Gomez, and maybe you could predict that Gomez is going to struggle the way that he did. And if you can, congratulations. Um,
1: no, I thought he would trend up. I thought it was a steal. Like, okay, well, Fires is a legitimate guy that can come in and give you innings. And it's not like he hasn't been a train wreck. He hasn't been the best. He's been a, he's been Mike Fires.
0: Yeah, he's exa- he's pitched exactly like you would expect a guy named Mike Fires to pitch.
1: <laughs> but I I I bought in. I thought. I thought Gomez, once he got healthy, I liked the the potential of the upside. Yeah, and I think the Astros did too. And
0: having he plays a
1: hell of a center field, and he's when he's healthy, he's running around. He livens up the clubhouse. He's a when things are good, he's great to have around. But it's when things are bad, they're really bad. Really bad. Yeah,
0: golly, and we're we're we feel like this after having gone four and three. On a, yeah, uh, and, and then you got Cleveland coming in. So, <clears throat> yeah, Cleveland coming in with with, with uh, let's see who's it going to be. Uh, Fires, yep. Fister, I don't, I, and these are not in the right order. So it'd be Fires, Fister, and Davinsky. Yep. Would would get would get it,
1: which is fine. Yeah, way, I mean the way, the way Fister and Davinsky have been pitching, that's fine. And Fires can always give you a good outing. You just don't know.
0: I was really the 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 only thing I was upset with, in that soul cleansing sixteen to four win over the twins was that Fires had like it was the Astros were up like nine nothing and Fires couldn't make it out of the fifth.
1: Yeah, I And that that's was a, a little that's concerning to me too.
0: You'd like being spot and especially I mean they got what, three in the first and three in the second, like it was it was the game was out of hand early. They had them, yeah and it would have been nice for for the bullpen and for fire for it would have been nice for the bullpen for fires to have just kind of settled down and thrown six or seven innings but the bullpen- but you know i
1: think he's probably pissed about that too that's just one of those things yeah i mean the bullpen and, it- and your your mentality with that kind of sc- lopsided score just it's just one it, i've seen it happen a bunch with with slanted scores on the board yeah you just lose your edge a little bit and you just settle in and relax cuz it doesn't really matter And And that may be just enough to get you taken out.
0: And and three of the runs that he gave up was on a home run to, like, the first row of the Crawford boxes. Right, right. It was a
1: a pop-out, yeah.
0: Yeah, but still, you you don't want the bullpen to throw four in a third innings when they have a 12-run lead.
1: No, no, you don't. No, no, that's when you eat up innings and you get to give up runs, but you get your win, and you pitch into the eighth or whatever, and then you can bring in a couple guys. But, yeah, I don't. I agree with you.
0: That's a little... It would have been nice for a hit, for Hinch to go out and like visit him on the mound and say, "Look, you're you're throwing 120 pitches tonight. I don't care. I don't care what's happening." I would have
1: rather him do that. To be honest with you, I that was their chance to get a little break for the bullpen, and I don't know why I would have done that anyway. Yeah, no matter the no matter the trouble,
0: I was like, just looking like, look at, like I, this I, out. He threw like 93 or 95 pitches. Like you know, Mike fires.
1: Yeah, that's a little in that situation. That's a little quick on the hook, even though he gave up some runs. I, I get it, but I would have just let him die out there and get out of there because eventually it's going to happen.
0: And maybe, maybe Hinch just wanted to. He just wanted the win so badly that he's like, "All right, screw this." We're well, going they to the did
1: need it that badly, they but he's the it. one that preaches that. Hey, we're one game at a time. We're not freaking out, right? Freak out, Fre- hey. yeah, freak out. Do so it. this week is important. These, these three games are important. For so many different reasons, because we have a very, very tough road trip. Yeah. Two of so, the best teams in the American League and on the road. Yikes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so with the, um, yeah, four four in
1: Boston. Yep, and then you go to Chicago, where that city has 40 wins between the two teams. That's pretty cool. I can't, I What is that? What is that bullshit?
0: I'm not emotionally what is,
1: prepared What is for that a, bullshit?
0: Yeah, seriously, I'm not emotionally prepared for an all-Chicago World Series.
1: That's not happening, don't worry, but Chicago will come through for us don't worry i I'm assuming you've been to- have you, i'm assuming you've been to chicago i've been to the city i've i have have not gone to a game there
0: okay i went to i went to when it was Comiskey. I went there like yeah. and this was like early nineties, so I don't remember much about it but i i went to i went to Wrigley where I actually had an interaction with jose Lima nice. which was pretty great so um that was part of a, a one of those like great American like college student road trips, um, oh, yeah. where a buddy of mine and he sold tickets like his, part of his job was to buy like he'd get on Ticketmaster like every Saturday morning and buy tickets yeah to concerts to different stuff and then sell them to a ticket broker in Austin and the ticket broker would give him like ten bucks over whatever he paid so that was like his job and that's that. Year of college, and anyway, the ticket master screwed up on on one of his ticket orders, and it, they were just going to leave the tickets. It was a U two concert in Chicago, and this was like two thousand one. I was a, I used to be a pretty big U two fan, so he's like, "Hey, the Tuesday after finals are over, let's go to Chicago and go see U 2 I'm like, "All right, so <laughs> okay, so we did, and and it was we we got we went to we saw the concert. It was it was awesome." Um, we were trying to save money because we're still college students, so we like right. we drank Slim Fast for breakfast and lunch, and then would would go would get something for like decent for dinner. But we re- so we we re- were in the hotel after the U two concert, and we're watching Sports Center, and the Astros are playing the Cubs at Wrigley, and we real we find out that night that Sammy Sosa hit his three hundred ninety ninth career home run. Oh my god! And this was before you know Sosa. You know, this is two thousand one, so it's before Sosa became like a baseball right. pariah. And we were so we we're like, Well, we gotta go to this game. And so we went to Wrigley and it was the Astros and Lima was shagging we were sat in the bleachers and Lima was shagging balls and, and my buddy Miles is from Houston as well and is a big Astros fan. So we were wearing our Astros gear in the bleachers oh, yeah. at Wrigley. That's and, dangerous. Yeah, and Lima <laughs> Lima we were like we yelled Lima time a couple times. And he turned around and looked up at us and he 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 turns around and he stands towards us and he goes and I'm—I don't want to. He had, you know, the accent. So I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Pull, yeah. Just. I'm not yeah. gonna pull the Brian Smith and do the accent. But. <laughs> but he basically said, like, "You're wearing Astros gear in the bleachers at Wrigley Field. You're gonna get your ass kicked." And <laughs> and we were like, "Ha, yeah!" And then we just kind of sat down. Uh, anyway, we saw Sosa's 400th career home run. That's
1: amazing. He hit it,
0: and then we realized after the game that we didn't. We didn't. We had like thirty dollars left. And, like, we still had to drive back to Texas from Chicago. Yikes. So we went to a riverboat uh, casino.
1: Okay. Oh, lo- yeah, logically, that's what you do. You that's gamble what we did. your way. That's what college kids on, stuck on a road trip do. You go gamble <laughs> to get home. That's what you do.
0: Fifteen minutes later, we had $30 turned into 150 and we got in the car and made it back. So That's amazing. It that was a great road trip. That, that's pretty great. Anyway, that's my, that's my one, like, personal interaction with Jose Lima story.
1: And the bleacher bums and where they aren't—they're not that bad.
0: It wasn't too bad, so there was some respect that we actually wore our stuff in their turf.
1: They—they should respect that, even though they invade. They used to invade stadiums like a bunch of wasps.
0: Everyone's every apparently everyone's from Chicago. Like I don't know, because I—you've mentioned you're a big hockey fan, right? Yep. So I. When I lived in Nashville, I, I, I grew up kind of – why my dad's a big hockey fan, so I'd watch it. And when I lived in Nashville, I just sort of by default became a Predators fan because yeah. I didn't have a team. Right. And they changed the rules on if you, if you were buying tickets to a Blackhawks-Predators game in Nashville and your credit card was in one of the zip codes around Chicago, they changed it to where you had to buy tickets to another game. Why? That seems very, very prejudiced. <laughs> to prevent people, to prevent Chicago from selling out like Nashville's arena.
1: Yeah, but that's stupid. Yeah,
0: Make, no, make it money. It I know it's annoying,
1: that. but then your fans need to step up and go. Like, that's really dumb, but whatever. Uh, anyway. I get, that's crazy.
0: I feel like this is a meandering one, because the Astros are sort of meandering through the season.
1: Yeah, wh- they are, but I, I'm, there's hope. They're six and a half out. Yeah, yeah, and th- these three games are important. I've been calling for a sweep. I know that's getting cute because you'd have to win four in a row to do that. But
0: it'd be nice, man. If,
1: if you go into that road trip, it'd be would they be fifteen and twenty? Was that right?
0: Uh, they're twelve and twenty. Yeah, they go yeah going into Boston fifteen and twenty.
1: I think. I mean, that's they could still leave on the road really, really bad. I think they almost need to sweep just to be able to handle what might happen on the road.
0: <laughs> Just to stave off the impending That's a terrible deal. thing
1: to say, but no, but it's a re- it's a reality. They're playing really two really good baseball teams and Fenway's a tough place to win no matter how good or bad the Red Sox are. Yeah. And then Chicago's no it's no walk in the park either.
0: David Price so, who will presumably get one of the starts um yay. He he will, but he hasn't done very he hasn't been pitching very well. So But
1: he always kills us for some reason.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true.
1: I think we hit him hard one time. I don't know. I just I assume everybody dominates us. That's how that's <laughs> my mentality.
0: Well, it's it's been true for for quite a long time.
1: If there's a guy that is out there, he kills us.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. If it's his first start, his second start, it's his 400th start.
1: Never heard of him. Yeah, just the the Kerry Wood syndrome. <laughs> oh, who is this guy? Oh, cool. 20 strikeouts. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> it's just the anniversary of that game cool i celebrated it by killing myself <laughs> drink a bottle of bleach yeah. i will do that right now actually no i'm not i'm okay i'm just i'm right where i should be with my attitude i'm just very mellow i'm not thrilled and i'm not freaking out because they did have a winning homestand so far so far so they have it's been mediocre so i'm kind of at a mediocre level yeah and I will be happy if they uh, if they win those three. I'll be as happy as I can be, being fifteen and twenty.
0: Yeah, well, it sets, it sets a good, it sends a good message. We've been talking about the Astros sending messages for six weeks now.
1: They're, they're gonna the way this team is built, though they're they're gonna go on a winning streak at some point. It may be too late, which that's my fear. <laughs> but at some point, it's just gonna click, and they're gonna do those that Minnesota. You know, they're just gonna beat the hell out of somebody. It's gonna. <laughs> And it'll carry over, and maybe this win today, splitting that series with a really good Seattle team yeah. that's playing really good baseball. Um, that's the first road series they've lost all season, or that, that they haven't won. Yeah, they didn't lose, but they had, haven't won. So that's pretty impressive. Um,
0: I'm glad we're not going to see Robinson Cano for a while.
1: Fuck Robinson Cano, man! That guy's in- incredible. He's always been really good, but my God, he's he's just turned into an Astros kill. He's Coco Crisp. He's Albert Pujols. <laughs> Danny Valencia, Coco Crisp was my favorite because he's just Coco Crisp, and he plays us, and he's Babe Ruth.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's Oakland for some. I don't know why the Astros What the Astros? The, the, think they always Oakland. yeah.
1: The, and we need wins against Oakland this year. The way it's setting up, we need we need to dominate Los Angeles and Oakland when we're not playing Seattle and Texas.
0: And so the Angels are the only team, the only division team the Astros haven't played yet, right?
1: Right, and we played. Yeah. Like shit. How many is that? Eight is this today? Eight against Seattle now? It's or is seven, this The seventh.
0: It's seven or I think it's seven, seven. So, yeah, seven. That's,
1: that's a lot early on.
0: So yeah, seven against the Mariners, three and three against Oakland, three, three against, Texas. against Texas.
1: That's a lot. That's that's made it rough too.
0: Yeah, the, you're playing so teams many division
1: games early on that with them playing bad, it counts double.
0: Yeah, it's they've 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 dug themselves a nice big hole,
1: but. But they're hanging around. There's a million teams, and not really a million, but there's a (laughs) lot of teams that have been six and a half out and won their division. Won the division, not just wild card, won the division. Yeah. So we get to play all these guys a lot. So that's the beauty of this. And, uh, you know, there is hope. They need to close out this homestand and then split on the road at minimum. That would be that would be a successful as far as you the Astros You know, split in Boston and fucking win the White Sox series is what I'm eyeing, just because it's four. But hey, win them all. I don't care. That'd be win it. All, but, just win them all and shut everybody up. And I'll come in. I'll. I don't even know what I'll do.
0: Just hang your but, you'll hang your nuts on the computer.
1: I, yeah, I don't know what I'll do, but if that happened, would be cel- it'd be a celebration of, <laughs> of life, of everything. So yeah, so there's yeah there's there's good and bad just like Astros baseball? Yeah. Altuve has been great. He's amazing. Like seriously amazing and I I feel bad for bitching about them sitting down. I forgot he jammed his hand. He just played the game with the jammed hand. So it looked like or he played a game after it or something. Yeah, cuz we but were But he was hurt. So I, I I'm not as mad about him sitting on a Saturday now.
0: Yeah, cuz we you and I were we were texting last night about
1: I didn't even remember the jammed hand because he played. So yeah. uh, I that for the way he's our star, whatever, sit him down. It's fine. Yeah, because
0: Correa got a, a Sunday off at home. A couple it was it last week or the week before or something like that. And you and I were, were talking like, come on, didn't like that at all. It's a it's a home game on a weekend. You know, don't don't, don't save your well, days Larry off for used to road Do teams. that.
1: The Sunday day lineups were always shit <laughs> with those star teams. They they were they were terrible. You got it, it was just always bad. Chris so Truby. it was just like, don't start doing this. Chris Truby, Chris Holt would get Yeah, James Yeah, we're Buton. like, here we go. And then that and it was, you know, off in the rubber game, and you're like, well, all right, well <laughs> I guess
0: we're okay with a loss here.
1: Yeah, that's what it was like. So but I'm not as mad now that he was his hand was bothering him a little bit. He's incredible. Just running the bases. He had a steal today where he was leading off second after he stole second. And the guy was just playing off third on the base. And he kind of shrugged his shoulders and just took the bag and then apologized to Pettis immediately when he got to it. He's <laughs> was just like, sorry, bro. Like, I had, they gave it to me.
0: Pettis <laughs> is like, "Pettis, is like <laughs> and it was a you...
1: crucial. And it was, and then we ended up scoring a bunch of runs, I think. It was a big inning. But it, he just, like, he shrugged before he ran. Like, and he looked at the dugout and was like, I'm going. I'm like, <laughs> sorry.
0: Pettis is like, are you trying to get me fired? Because yeah, if you Pettis get thrown like, hey, out, like, i let
1: me be the aggressive one.
0: Yeah let me be but, the broken windmill.
1: But it was pretty funny that he that he shrugged before he ran. He was just like, well, there's nobody there. I'm going. Go. Fantastic. So, all right, there's hope, man. There's hope.
0: We're good. What's For, kind of <laughs> Yeah, no. I meant good is in like Yeah. We're we're 8 games below 500 good. Yeah. 20% of the season's gone. So that's that's,
1: uh, that's a little that's a much that's why it needs to happen now and it sucks that it has to but it does. Yeah, May is the rest of May is very important. Yeah, Fuck. man, yeah. this is rate us on iTunes. Uh, or yeah, maybe not after this episode. <laughs> I feel like I've just been dragging along,
0: but listen to the Westling uh, episode uh, yeah. and then rate us on iTunes. Yes, yes, do that. I say, we, I say we call it. Let's, let's just... Yeah, let's call it. This, let's give people a, you know, a break. Yeah, they want to go to
1: bed and watch Game of Thrones. That's kind of what I want to do. I'm just trying to maybe bore everybody so I can go watch Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> this has been Lima Time Time. Let's let Jose Lima take us out. Bye, everybody. There's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Olé! Get a free child's play, with your sticky stuff from any Astros game.
1: Casa Ole, fresh today.